Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk here video. Today we've got a lot of hard-hitting questions and our first story of the day is from Bubble Bash Joe. Am I the jerk for telling my overweight sister she should wear clothes that fit her? I, 30-year-old female, love my sister, 24. We get along great. Growing up, not so much. My sister has always struggled with weight issues to the point that we were never allowed to use the word fat, even if it wasn't to describe a person. She had worked through a lot of her confidence issues, but once her mom passed, she regressed mentally and began binge eating. She's now much heavier but refuses to buy new clothes. This has been over the past couple of years. I never said anything before because of how sensitive this topic is for her. Well, she got a big girl job. She started a week ago. We met up for lunch and as she walked in, her stomach was hanging out. She fixed it, but then immediately it came out again. I asked her if she was work from home or in the office. She said in the office and I told her her stomach was out and she said that she knew and was fixing it all day. I told her to go shopping with me this weekend and we'll get clothes that fit her and I'll pay since she hadn't gotten a check. She said they do fit her and that I shouldn't body shame her. I explained that she can wear whatever she wants but it's not appropriate for an office job. She started crying and stormed out. Am I the jerk? I think OP's just trying to be honest and they weren't commenting about the weight, they weren't saying it's a negative thing, they were just saying that the clothes that she's wearing don't appropriately cover her. Nothing to do with weight, nothing to do with appearance. It's just you shouldn't be wearing clothing that allows your stomach to show all the time. Do you guys think in a situation like this, there was ever going to be some kind of wording to get the point across that doesn't upset them? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from DJDKGJEIS. Am I the jerk for bringing up an embarrassing story? A week ago, I went out with friends and one, John, got so drunk they couldn't walk. My friend was going to Uber John home, but I said I'll let him sleep at my place. When we got to my apartment, John got out of the car, fell asleep in a puddle when it was raining like crazy. I had to drag him inside. I left him there and he's twitching his head and can barely move. He was dead weight. I went into another room and he peed himself. The next day, John was extremely embarrassed. He said he was sorry he was a burden and thankful I took care of him. He made me take $50 to buy cleaning supplies and bought me breakfast and then Uber to his car. He cleaned up too. I didn't see him since until a friend had a dinner party. At the dinner party, I kept saying, John had an uh-oh the other day. John, why don't you tell everyone? And then he kept saying no and this isn't respectful of his boundaries to keep pushing if he said no. Then I showed everyone a video of John twitching and passed out because I thought it was harmless and funny. John was like, this isn't the place. And then I was like, John, tell everyone what happened. The next day, John texted me, listen, sorry I was a burden, but I didn't intentionally do that. I think it was unnecessary and cruel that you tried to humiliate me at a dinner party with all our peers and then blocked me. 
I didn't think it was that big of a deal as he made it. Am I the jerk for sharing an embarrassing story of a friend? So, I don't know if OP is just doing a bait post here, but I would hope that most people can agree that OP is definitely the jerk here. I know if I had an experience like this where I went a little too crazy and I had an uh uh-oh as OP calls it. First of all, I think it is extremely weird and extremely creepy that OP's taking videos of their friend. If I was John, I know I would be livid at OP. I would not be able to trust OP and I would be looking to cut OP out of anything. Imagine that being one of the lowest moments of your life, maybe one of the biggest mistakes you've made to end up in that kind of condition and it's being broadcasted to a bunch of people who know nothing about it and don't need to know anything about it. And then video proof of it too. Our next story is from Mrs. Stewart 21368. Am I the jerk for flipping out of my husband for canceling my daughter's job interview? My daughter Mia is 23 years old. She's a college graduate and recently started looking for a job. Her stepdad, my husband, has been begging her to come work at his company, but she refused because she said that most employees there are men and that they make uncomfortable comments about women, and they make her feel uncomfortable. She went to the company many times and was feeling uncomfortable. She said that in those 30 to 40 minute visits, she couldn't handle the negative vibes so she couldn't imagine working eight hours plus every day. My husband insisted and basically gave her a pros list that he thought is enough to make her reconsider. She still refused. Her best friend found her a job opportunity at a company that's well known in our area, and Mia was excited beyond measure. She even went shopping for new clothes just for the interview. However, the day of the interview, I got a call from her crying, saying her interview was canceled. I was confused, thinking something must have gone wrong. But she said that her stepdad got home and told her he canceled the interview using her email, which led to an argument. I was livid. I went home and I flipped out at him. Like, I just lost it on him and he was shocked by my reaction. He defended himself, saying he did this for her own good and that he was frustrated after she kept turning down his offer to join him in the company. He lashed out saying that instead of siding with her, I should be encouraging her to join the company and help make it better instead of working for others. I got out of the room and he shut the door and stayed inside the whole time. We're still on non-speaking terms, but he occasionally threw in how he just wanted what's best for the whole family. But now Mia missed an opportunity to work with a respectable company and gain the benefits that had helped her progress in her career. I think not only is OP not the jerk, I think they're a good parent for flipping out over this because I think OP is right on the money. It is unfathomable that this guy would go and do that. Considering what the husband just went and did, it is no wonder why there's such a terrible environment being fostered at his workplace. The dude went and cancelled her interview and is trying to force her to accept to go and work for him. After behavior like that, I'm saying this stepdad maybe shouldn't even be involved in her life. You gonna go and sabotage the kid and the kid's dreams? Our next story is from throwaway 34905771. Am I the jerk for wanting to tell my stepdaughter that her dad installed a tracking device in the new car he bought for her 18th birthday? I, female 36, have been married to my husband for three years. He has one daughter, Christine. She'll soon be 18 years old and he's bought her a new car as her birthday gift. Here's the thing, Christine's mom is deceased. She has a good relationship with me. In fact, not too long ago she told me I was like a second mom to her. This of course means everything to me. However, she and her dad don't get along that much. 
I have to say that he's incredibly overprotective of her, but has done things that affected their relationship, like how he caused her to break up with her ex-boyfriend after he got diagnosed with multiple health conditions. Because of that, Christine's grown distant from her dad. For her 18th birthday, he wanted to throw her a big celebration and buy her the car she always wanted as a way to reconcile with her. They're on okay terms now, but he says he wants to gain back her trust. Two days ago, I overheard him speaking with a friend of his about installing a tracking device in the new car. I was stunned. I brought it up with him later at night and told him how wrong this was. He said it was none of my business, but I told him that if and when Christine finds out, then there's gonna be trouble. He got upset and went on about how he's just doing this out of concern and protection for her and said it was none of my business whatsoever since I didn't buy the car. I called him unreasonable and said that if he doesn't back off, then I'll tell her at the party and when he hands her the key. He was shocked at this. He called me crazy and said I shouldn't have been snooping and listening to his private talks in the first place. I said I'd tell her, but he told me to stay out of it since it's his daughter, not mine and that if I wanted to parent my way, then I was free to have my own children. This stung, because he knows I can't have kids due to infertility problems. We argued about it, and I said I'd still tell her. He called me unhinged and said I get no say, nor do I have the right to get involved whatsoever. Just stay out of it, he kept repeating. I consulted my mom, and she agreed it was none of my business. She told me to stay out of it and not try to stir drama and cause scenes. She said I should know better and stay on my husband's side since stepkids are always flippant. I'm torn on this, but I'm still insisting on it. Am I the jerk? Honestly, in situations like this, I think OP has a responsibility to tell her. I don't think anybody deserves to be spied on, tracked around, without their consent, especially a fully-fledged adult. I also have a personal issue with the whole, well, you shouldn't have been listening to my private talks at all, as if that washes away what they're doing. Honestly, it's kind of hilarious whenever people say that, well, you shouldn't have been listening to me in the first place. They're basically saying, well, if I had it my way, you wouldn't even know about it anyways, therefore you should let it go. Like, that makes some perfect sense or something. Our next story is from Caterpillar Wings. Am I the jerk for putting a debt on my daughter? My wife and I are in the fortunate position of being wealthy. We had to work our butts off to get where we are, and we never forget where we came from. Our kids grew up rich kids, but we never spoiled them even when we could have. They went to nice schools, had nice things, but they also had summer jobs and after-school jobs to pay for their own extras. We also pushed philanthropy in our family so our kids recognize they're privileged and that our life isn't even remotely how regular people live. I'd say for the most part our kids have grown up to be respectful and good people. Our oldest children are twin boys, and their sister, who's 18 months younger than them, all three are in college now. Our youngest two are in 8th grade. I got a call from our bank a couple days ago saying that someone had cashed a check that was charged to our bank account in the amount of $61,347, and that the check had been made out to the tuition office of the university my oldest three kids attend. Naturally, I investigated the matter myself with the university and got some answers. I pieced together that one of my kids snagged my checkbook and wrote a tuition check for a friend of theirs. There's a much bigger story behind why this kid couldn't pay, but that's private. And my wife and I agreed to fund this young person's education because of their private struggles. I grilled my kids and figured out that it was our daughter, Joanna. Joanna was apologetic, but she was also quite insistent that she stood behind her actions. 
I respect my daughter for her convictions and she really did have good reasons for why she did it, but the fact remains that she stole and then she hid it. Joanna asked what her punishment is and I told her to get a job because she now owes her mother and I $62,000. Here's the thing, I don't expect Joanna to pay us back and if she came to me tomorrow with the money, I wouldn't take it. What I want to see is an effort made, an acknowledgement of her actions and the consequences. If I see that she's actively trying, I'll tell her that she doesn't have to pay me back. She's my kid and I love her so all I want is for her to learn a lesson. But Joanna doesn't know all this, all she thinks is that she owes me $62,000. So naturally I'm a horrible father and a very mean person. Am I the jerk? I definitely don't think OP could be the jerk in the situation. I think they're very composed considering the amount of money that's at stake here. Not very often can you say, my kid stole $62,000 from me and all I want is for them to make a earnest effort to pay me back that money. And you know what, I don't even actually want the money back. I mean, hey, go off OP. Our next story is from RudeCover2472. Am I the jerk for going through my daughter's room while she was asleep? I, 49-year-old female, have a 17-year-old daughter. Throughout middle and high school, she's had some problems with smoking weed and vaping. I've gone through her room and belongings on several occasions when she hasn't been home to try and make sure she's not doing anything illegal. And most of the time, I don't find anything, but I can never be too sure. She's over a month into her senior year and has really let her grades slip. She's normally a straight-A AP student, but she has several Bs in the gradebook right now. I'm very disappointed in her as this is her senior year and she should not be screwing around like this. Last night, while she was asleep, I decided to go through her room because I figured if her grades were this poor, she must be misbehaving. I looked through her drawers and closet, but I couldn't find anything, so I decided to look through her phone. To do this, I had to get on her bed and reach over her as she sleeps with it by her pillow facing the wall. While grabbing her phone, I saw her wallet and decided to look through that too. I gave up on looking through her phone because I couldn't figure out her password, so I opened her wallet and started looking through it. In her wallet, I found an empty vape pod and saw red. I woke her up at about 5.30 and confronted her about it. She told me she didn't even know it was in her wallet and that she didn't even understand why I was mad because I know she quit months ago. She then asked me why I was even going through her stuff in the middle of the night, especially since she gave me no reason to, and then she said I was a jerk and completely betrayed her trust. So am I the jerk for going through my daughter's room while she was sleeping? I've never been one that's crazy about A, A plus, 100%, so to me I think B is like a perfectly good enough grade. I mean, maybe you could get away with like looking through their room or whatever if they're not around. But I think you're definitely the jerk for looking through their room, scouring through their things, reaching over them while they're sleeping and trying to look through their phone and their wallet because they slipped to a B grade. God forbid a 17 year old really slip up that bad. It's just a bit over the top, I think. And I think OP's the jerk. Our next story is from Throwaway Stealing MIL. Am I the jerk for breaking into my mother-in-law's bedroom? Throw away because some of my in-laws use Reddit. We're pregnant with our rainbow baby and we couldn't be happier. On Friday, we had our 12-week sonogram and got plenty of pictures to take home. My mother-in-law and father-in-law came to visit so they could see them and eventually the pictures disappeared. I asked them for help to find them, but they were just nowhere to be found. 
My mother-in-law was pretty eager to leave and that didn't sit well with me. After they left, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So on Sunday, we went to their place for lunch and when I went to the bathroom, I went into their bedroom and found the pictures in her nightstand. I was fuming. We were planning to give each side of the family copies of the pictures and a framed one and we told them, but of course, she just wanted them all. I confronted her when I came back and she just said she thought they were for her, which is clearly a lie. I asked them for help to find them for crying out loud and was visibly upset. It's not the first time she pulls something like this and while my husband defended me in front of them when she protested for my snooping, he then told me I'd crossed a line when I opened her drawers. I know it wasn't the nicest thing to do. I regret having to stoop to her level, but I was just so angry. So am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk because obviously it's pretty apparent that the mother-in-law had stolen them. I mean, the behavior was just way too suspicious. And these are things that are near and dear to you and, you know, those get messed up or those get lost and those are moments in history of your kid that I think would be just gone. I don't think they keep backups at the hospital. Well, actually, I have no idea how that works, but maybe they do. Either way, I think OP's not the jerk. Our next story is from Piper Lavoie. Am I the jerk for calling my mother a lunatic and a Jesus freak? I'm 16-year-old female. My mother, 40, is very, very Catholic. And for as long as I can remember, she's forced this on me in almost every aspect of my life. I don't intend to be dramatic, but it's ruined a good chunk of my life and all of my childhood. I wasn't allowed to consume any media that the Bible looked down upon for my entire childhood. I was interested in grunge music, and when I'd been gifted a Nirvana and Soundgarden CD as a kid, she found them and threw them away. She has always scolded me for having interests that didn't line up with her beliefs, and it's made me feel trapped. I may sound like a bad person when I say this, but I can't tell if I just resent her or if I really, truly hate her. A couple years back, a friend of mine introduced me to spirituality, witchcraft, astrology, etc. And it's something that really resonates with me and makes me happy. I knew and I know that it was a risk to buy tarot cards, crystals, and runestones of my own, but I kept them hidden in the ceiling because it moves up. Joe Goldberg from You taught me that one. I feel like I have the right to my own individual beliefs and spiritual practices, regardless of what my mother says or wants. Well, she found them. Don't ask me how because I have no idea, but it started a huge argument, which ended in her calling me a disrespectful witch, a devil worshiper, and destroying all of my spirituality books, my tarot cards, my crystals, everything. I called her a hypocritical lunatic Jesus freak who thinks she gets to project her beliefs onto all others and that's probably why my father divorced her. She paused and then began crying, calling me an ungrateful child from hell and told me she's kicking me out come next month. I don't know what to do. I know it was a low blow but in the moment I didn't care and I'm still debating on whether or not I should care. Am I the jerk? So granted, personally, I'm not practicing any religion, but I can imagine it's very difficult to be growing up in a family where there is an expectation for you to be a devout follower of whatever religion. OP is 100% entitled to follow and practice whatever religion they want to, or whatever beliefs they want to. And that definitely extends to tarot cards, crystals, runestones, anything like that. I think this is one of those situations you're going to have a long, maybe lifelong battle with your mom over, considering they're so devoutly Catholic. 
but I think OP is definitely not the jerk here. Also, does OP even live in a place where it's legal for their mom to kick them out? They're 16 years old. Our next story is from Ripley Crow. Am I the jerk for making my wife get out of bed at 6.15 in the morning? My wife has a habit of setting an alarm clock to go off at 6.15 a.m. every morning. She never, ever wakes up for it. She rolls over, hits snooze, and goes back to sleep over and over again until 7.05 a.m. This is incredibly annoying for me. I'm a very light sleeper. The second that alarm clock goes off the first time, I'm up for the day. My own personal alarm clock is set for 7.15 a.m. I haven't even heard it go off in many months. This morning, the first time her alarm clock went off, I tapped her on the shoulder and asked, why am I the only one that has to get up at 6.15? She said, because we can't wake up. So I figured I'd help her. I got out of bed and turned all the lights on. Admittedly, I stomped around the room a little and was a bit loud getting dressed. I know this was at least a little petty, but am I the jerk? I think OP is not the jerk. I think it's okay to be the kind of person where you set 10 alarms or you keep hitting snooze over and over if you're by yourself. Lord knows I am exactly that type of person. I set like five different alarms. But if you've got a partner or you've got some thin walls and you've got some siblings and family members or you're in like a dorm room, please, for the sake of everybody, don't be that person and just learn to get up on the first one. More than anything, it's either A, a self-discipline issue, or B, you're probably not getting enough sleep. Or you got like sleep apnea or something. Our next story is from Only Shoe. Am I the jerk for humiliating my father in front of other family members? I, female in my early 20s, work two jobs. One of them is a corporate job in the industry I specialized in after uni in the morning. The other is a teaching job in the afternoon. I work from 9am to 10pm most days, but I chose to. That is true. My goal is to save up and buy a parcel to build on eventually. My dad's been unemployed for around a decade, and he's taken up the role of stay-at-home husband but does very little chores and never cooks. I don't have any say in this because my mom asked me to stay out of their marriage arrangements, and so I do. Yesterday, my aunt, dad's cousin, and her husband were at my parents' house, and so was I. I live here. My aunt was flattering me and telling me how hardworking and responsible I was, to which I replied with similar compliments for her children. My dad went into the conversation and started to underestimate my efforts, saying how easy both my jobs were and how unworthy of any compliments I was for it. I politely cleared that they weren't all that easy and they were meaningful to me and of course tiresome to me. I said of course my jobs were more comfortable than agriculture or warehouse working, some of the jobs he worked in the past, but that they're equally as important. He got ruder and started saying I only knew how to whine and that working two jobs has no merit. He also added that I didn't even make a lot of money, and I refuted that I make fair money. I got offended and said he shouldn't be the one to speak, given I work two jobs and he works zero, and my salaries pay for a lot of our household expenses, more than is strictly fair. He said he keeps the house, and I said I do way more chores than him, as well as my mom. I dropped it and changed the topic after my aunt started scolding him for not appreciating my efforts. Later on, he screamed at me and called me a jerk for defending myself and humiliating him in front of my aunt by saying he doesn't have a job. He said it's normal to talk bad about your own children's accomplishments and I should have taken it. Am I the jerk? So, first of all, I think OP's not the jerk, but 
did this father grow up in a bad, negatively outlooking household as a child? How can any father say, it's normal to talk bad about your own children's accomplishments? That's normal? That's the thing that should be normalized? Talking bad about your kids accomplishments? There's some serious ideology conflicts going on here with I think specifically this father and the majority of the rest of the world who actually want to build up their own children. Our next story is from Happy Mind 2618 Am I the jerk for firing an employee returning from maternity leave? I feel like the devil right now, so I'll accept whatever judgment you all have. I run a team of about 6 people. Our company offers a large amount of maternity leave, 10 months. One of my employees got pregnant recently. I'll call her Jess. Our team does project-based work, and in the period between her leaving for the maternity leave, we finished up the project we were working on when she left and started working on a project without her. During this period, our team had to adapt to working without her expertise in certain matters. We adapted and eventually some of us developed the skills needed to do some of her workload. The situation we have now is me and two others split half the work that Jess used to do and we hired someone new to come into the team to handle the other part of Jess's workload and then some. This new employee came at a significantly reduced cost as he was straight out of uni and we paid him a fraction of what Jess costs currently. Now Jess has come back to the team but there's another issue. Our firm has informed us that for some freaking reason we no longer have the budget for a 7 person team and we'll have to let someone go. This news came about when I submitted the paperwork for Jess's return. We are 5 months into a project that should take an estimated 10 months and my decision came down to Jess and the man we hired to replace her. The reason we hired a replacement, which is not normally what we do, is because we anticipated that for this project the workload would be far greater than our current capacity, which it is not. As you can tell by the title, I chose the replacement. I did so for the following reasons. Far cheaper, thus freeing up a lot more money than keeping Jess on. He was up to date with the project and would be able to move forward seamlessly, whereas with Jess, we would have to have taken time to catch her up to speed on half the project. The clients already knew and liked working with him, whereas they didn't know Jess at all. She's been out of the field for a prolonged period, whilst he's been here for the past 9 months, so she may or may not find it hard to adapt back to work life, whilst with him, it isn't a question. And he performed his work better than she did hers, and interacted better with the team. Obviously, the ideal situation which I wanted was to keep both and not put a new single mother with no other job lined up out in the cold, but I had to do right by the team and firm. I told her I'd write her a brilliant letter of recommendation and that in a few months she could try and apply for a job at our firm. Hopefully we'll have the budget, but she snapped at me and told me not to bother and called me a runt and left. I know I sound cold and heartless, but I had to be fair to both employees, not just Jess, right? Am I the jerk? I think OP is the jerk and I don't know, they might have some kind of legal issue on their hands. I mean, she went on break because of maternity leave and I don't think she got a chance to properly return before getting fired, so... I mean, whether or not the true reasons you fired them were not related to the maternity leave, the timing is just horrendous. And yeah, you gave away the spot that belonged to her to another person who was only ever supposed to be a replacement temporarily. This next story is from The Bone Throne. Am I the jerk? Had tree cut down without giving neighbors a heads up. 
As the title says, we had a tree next to our privacy fence that needed to be taken down long ago. It had been struck by lightning three times and was close to dead. Multiple large branches have come down in the past few months, one on top of our patio furniture. The neighbors on the other side of the fence had a hammock swing hanging from a large branch of the tree that was on their side. We failed to let them know that we were having the tree removed, honestly didn't even think about it when we initially got the estimate, and it took a while for the tree service to come back out due to being busy, and now the neighbor is pissed because the tree is gone. The tree service took the hammock swing down for them, and nothing was damaged. Am I the jerk for not giving them a heads up? If I am the jerk, is there a way to make this right with the neighbor? As long as the tree was legally on your property and belonged to you, you owe the neighbor nothing. I mean, it sucks that they lost their hammock swing or whatnot, but you chose to take it down and for good reason, it was dead. You have one really good thunderstorm come through, that thing could probably fall on you or the neighbor's house. And our final story of the day is from Bomb 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 Bomb. Am I the jerk for leaving my neighbor's packages in the rain? I work from home and my neighbors know this. I automatically bring in any packages I see by our building entrance as there are a lot of porch pirates in my area. Sometimes they directly text me and ask me to bring them in if they're important or expensive items. The thing is, when I ask them to do the same for me when I'm not home, usually on the weekends, not only do they not, I don't even get a text back. I've lost several packages of mine and it's obviously not my neighbor's fault, nor is it their responsibility to bring them in, but I got kind of bitter and resentful over time. I still bring in packages when I see them, when I leave my house, but I stopped answering texts from my neighbors. A few days ago, it was pouring rain and one of my neighbors frantically texts me asking me to bring in his packages. He even called but I ignored him because although he'd asked me several times to bring in his stuff, he never responds to any of my texts. Later that day, he bangs on my door, all upset and tells me that his cat litter got soaked in the rain. I was like, wow, didn't see you texted, too bad. And he called me a jerk. I scoffed and closed the door and he kept yelling through the door. I feel a bit guilty though because he's a single dad and I'm sure he's got a lot going on. So am I the jerk? I think OP is definitely not the jerk here, but I so desperately wished that OP would have just owned up to it and told the guy to the face, well next time I text you and ask if you could bring something in, maybe you should at least respond to me. Like lay it out there, let's get it all out there and get the truth known. That because this guy couldn't ever return a slight favor to you where they walk outside, grab something and walk back in, you're not doing it anymore for them. Am I the jerk for losing it on my husband for lying about an emergency to get me to leave my brother's wedding early? My husband's been sick for a few days. He got sick around the time of my brother's wedding. I took care of him 24 hours for days. He's on meds and can move and go to the bathroom and eat on his own. I told him I was going to my brother's wedding and he threw a fit saying I couldn't leave him alone while he's sick. I told him that he wasn't that sick. It's just some stomach ache that he's getting treatment for and suggested he call his sister to come stay with him. He told me no and told me to miss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I got upset and bluntly said no and that he could survive for a few hours while I attend the wedding. He sulked and as I was leaving, he said he hoped I won't ever come back. It hurt my feelings, but I know he was just mad and didn't mean it. At the wedding, I got a text from him saying he lost balance and fell off the stairs and hurt his back. He said he was in a lot of pain, he threw up and couldn't move and insisted I get home ASAP. I freaked out and started calling his phone, but he didn't answer. I thought he must have passed out and I freaked out even more. I got in my car and drove back to our house immediately. When I got home, I rushed towards the stairs while calling out his name, but he wasn't there. I started to really freak out. I rushed into the bedroom and found him in bed drinking juice. And as soon as he saw me, he put the phone down. I instantly knew he lied, so I lost it on him and started yelling saying he freaked me out and caused me to miss my brother's wedding for nothing. Absolutely nothing. He said that he already told me I couldn't leave him alone in the house and that this very scenario could have happened if I stayed there any longer. I yelled at him, calling him horrible, which made him cry. He started crying and throwing his juice all over the place. I had to step out and call his sister, thinking she'd come help, but she came and started cussing me out, saying I had a lot of nerve expecting her to back me up after I so carelessly left her brother alone at the house in that state just to attend a party. We got into an argument and I went to stay with my family. My brother understood when I explained the situation to him. My husband and I haven't seen each other since then, but his sister kept saying I had no right to scream at her brother and cause him a panic attack and said that he was at least clear with me from the start, but I chose to be dismissive. Was what I did dismissive? This guy sounds unbelievably too attached and reliant on OP, and honestly, I think this kind of behavior should not be tolerated or put up with at all. Would you guys agree with me when I say that OP needs to shut this down ASAP? And also that OP is clearly not the jerk here. Like this is concerningly bad behavior from the husband. Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from ThrowRASafe34566. Am I the jerk for refusing to let my sister's boyfriend have the password to her safe while she's away? I, female 22, am currently staying with my eldest sister Natalie, female 32, and her boyfriend Micah, male 36, as I finish my semester in college. Natalie has a safe of all her valuable jewelry and other antiques that she keeps in a safe. Since some of the stuff she has is from our grandmother, she let me have the password to be able to access the safe anytime I wanted, but under the condition that I tell her first and not give the password to anybody else. She went away on a trip with her girlfriends two days ago and won't be back till Wednesday. This morning, as I was cleaning up, Micah showed up and started asking me questions about the safe. I tried to give him one word answers and he sensed that I was being secretive, but really I was just being straightforward. He then asked me to give him the password to the safe. I was taken aback. I said why? And he said that he'd always been curious about what's in there and wanted to get a quick peek. I said I didn't have it, but he told me to quit lying because he heard Natalie say that I could open the safe anytime I wanted. I told him that still, it's not my property and I can't share the password with him. He said it's really not that big a deal, but I politely told him no. He got upset and reminded me who he is to Natalie and how I was just a guest in their house. 
I said that being a guest is completely irrelevant in this case, but he chuckled and said that I was being ridiculous. I suggested he wait for Natalie to come home, but he got more upset and said that she's already refused to let him take a look. I shrugged and said that it wasn't my problem. We got into an argument and I tried calling Natalie, but her phone's been off for hours. He yelled at me saying I was disrespecting in his own home and rushed out. I'm home alone now and feel completely shaken because of how he yelled at me. I'm an awkward person with little to no confrontational abilities and now I think I might have escalated the situation and made him feel upset and as if I don't trust his word when he said it'd just be a minute. Am I the jerk for standing my ground on this? Should I just let him have it when he gets back and asks for it? I think absolutely not the jerk and should not give access to that. Honestly, considering all the circumstances, it's concerning to me that OP's even marginally considering it. It's Natalie safe that she has not consented to opening, and the boyfriend even went and said that she told him specifically no, he can't open the safe himself. So why would that ever change with OP in any situation? Our next story is from baby boy name AITA. Am I the jerk for essentially telling my husband that the apparent meaningful name he was or is insisting on for our unborn son is utterly unfit? I'm 27-year-old female, my husband 29-year-old male Mark, and I are expecting our first child, whom we've been planning on naming Zachary for the short duration of our IUI journey. The name's rather meaningful to Mark, as it was slash is his deceased grandfather's middle name. I, on the other hand, just happen to rather enjoy the sound of it. I also happen to favor how common it is, as I can acknowledge that my brother-in-law's son, 12-year-old male Caleb's classes, are filled to the brim with children named Greenlee and Atticus, according to his wife. Anyhow, Mark and I were recently discussing our future son's name, as we felt the need to double-check everything before our son arrived. As I'm seven months along, I decided to write the name on Mark's dry erase board just to clarify our decision. Understandably, I wrote it down as Zachary, as that is slash was the main spelling that I'm aware of. Within seconds, Mark said, no, no, and claimed that I had spelled it incorrectly. I decided to write it down as Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y then, assuming that he was referring to that spelling. In common fashion to Z-A-C-H, though, he vetoed it. In a last attempt, I scribbled Z-A-K-A-R-Y under the aforementioned board, though shockingly Mark informed me that I'd spelt the name wrong. Finally, I asked him what spelling he was considering. He stood up, took the marker, and wrote X-A-I-Q-U-I-R-I on the board. Carefully, I asked him if he was joking, but he said no. I told him while his feelings surrounded our son's name were and are certainly valid, that I did not support his idea of naming our son Zachary. Unfortunately, he refused to listen, despite my commentary, and insisted on Zachary. Eventually, he even said that it was Zachary or nothing. I told him that because he seemed against Z-A-C-H, and I was against his suggestion, we may have to go back to the drawing board and pick a new name, as naming a child is a two-yes business. Mark told me I was being very unfair and that Zachary with an X was a perfectly normal name. I told him that I was sorry, but we would have to find a new name since neither of us could agree. Needless to say, Mark was incredibly frustrated, and he decided to go to his room. I feel slash felt that I may have been the jerk in said situation because I may have been too harsh on him, as he claimed that the name was rather meaningful to him. It would have certainly been possible to refuse the name in a kinder way without having Mark storm off or having felt hurt. So am I the jerk? 
I don't think OP's necessarily the jerk because they just feel uncomfortable with that name. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that that spelling is not gonna be very common. And honestly, I think it is practical to be conscious of how that might affect them throughout their life. Honestly though, I kind of think the name Zachary's really cool with the X but I totally get where OP's coming from and they had no clue it was spelt this way. And I just hope that OP and their partner can have more civil talks about the name and more specifically where to go with things. But I don't think OP's the jerk. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Raver Graver. Am I the jerk for instituting a strict no plants or animals inside the house policy? My children really wanted pets, and so did my partner. They got a mixed breed puppy from the pound and two kittens. As these animals grew, none of the humans in my house did anything to care for them besides play with them and cuddle. I got up at 5.30 a.m. to walk the dog before work. I cleaned the kitty litter boxes out, I took them to the vet, I had to buy and serve all their food, and cleaned up their eating areas afterward. People would just forget otherwise. Naturally, I also had to clean up after them when I'd arrive home, and inevitably, no one had bothered and there would be messes all over the floor. If I made my partner or kids do it, they would half-heartedly do it to the point where they may as well have not bothered. Same way with plants. Partner wanted house plants and to start an indoor herb and vegetable garden. Had fun with it the first week, and then totally ignored. Dead leaves, spilt soil, bugs, etc. now proliferate in the garden area. If I don't water and groom the plants, it doesn't get done. I'm busy and these are not my chosen hobbies. I like animals well enough, but they're a lot of work and, when they aren't attended to, destroy the house. I grew up with a family that hoarded pets, and our house was always nasty and smelly and embarrassing. I swore when I had my own place, it would be different. The cats pee and spray everywhere if I can't get to the litter box in time, and the dogs chew up stuff and leave big messes on the floor if I don't walk it. I'm the one who will walk him when it gets cold. We have a fenced-in backyard. I bought a doghouse and announced that he'll live outside from now on, till they can prove they can take better care of him. Same with the cats. They're now outdoor kitties till my humans can show me they're ready for indoor ones. Of course, if the weather's extreme, I'll let them in. The plants are all going out. I'm done. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk. If OP makes sure that despite being outside, they still get adequate care. Like, you can't just shove all of these animals outside, put some food out there for them occasionally, and just accept that that's how it is. I mean, you still have to walk these animals, you still want to engage them, you still want to play with them and whatnot. And, I mean, you're gonna want to clean up the backyard, unless you want nothing but brown landmines back there. I don't think OP's the jerk, especially if they're doing this as just like a first level threat to see how they react like maybe that'll actually inspire them to kickstart taking care of these animals properly and if that doesn't then maybe op needs to start considering rehoming our next story is from throw ra selfish parent am i the jerk for the way i reacted to my parents open relationship and no longer paying rent i 18 year old male live with my parents i've been paying rent since i was 16 since my parents would be financially screwed if i wasn't helping out My parents told me they're seeing someone and that the relationship is open. I didn't give a care since it wasn't affecting me until this guy they're seeing started staying nights. He treats this place like it's his, tries to tell me what to do and eats all our, my food. 
I tried talking to my parents about it, but they just said it's their house so they can have who they want here. I really tried to put up with it until this guy tried to discipline my dog. I flipped my crap. It was most certainly not the way you discipline a dog and I'm already sick of his crap. I yelled the house down, calling him all sorts like dumb runt, piece of crap freeloader, and some more vile crap that's probably way too messed up to say here. My parents rushed to see what's going on and tell me off, but instead, I told them off calling them terrible parents. That they can shove their house up their butt and I'm not going to pay rent to live in a house I have no say in. That dumb runt can cover my rent. I've since been staying with my boyfriend. My parents recently texted me asking for my rent. I told them screw off and reminded them of what I said. I feel like I'm not wrong to not pay rent anymore, but I went so overboard with my words. Am I the jerk? Maybe OP was a little fiery here. Maybe a little harsh with their words, but... The main sentiment here, I don't think they're the jerk. They were paying rent and helping out their parents in a situation where they weren't respected in any way. And especially their animals, and I care a lot about animals, so... To have some jerk who doesn't respect you, eats all your stuff, and then mistreats your animals? I'm with OP. This next story is from Hot Cranberry 6127 Am I the jerk for my husband's aunt's tree being cut down? My husband rented his aunt's home before we got married. He signed a month-to-month lease when he moved in. I moved in with him after our marriage because the rent was super cheap. My parents recently came to me asking if they could park their RV at our home. I didn't see a problem with this. Our yards are really big in their space. Because of city ordinance, the RV has to be parked in the backyard. There was no RV gate in the fence. My husband went to his aunt and asked if he could install an RV gate. His aunt said no. My husband relayed the message to me and my parents seemed upset when I told them. Two days ago, I came home from work and saw that my dad had a construction crew at our home and had removed part of the fence for the gate. There was an apple tree in the way, they couldn't fit the RV in the yard. My husband, angry, told my dad not to continue and that they needed to repair the fence. At this point, I felt like it was pointless. The fence guys already built the columns for the gate. It would cost a lot more money to rebuild the fence. I told my dad to finish the job but make sure it was left super clean, that it looked nice. I planned on talking to the aunt later and explaining what happened. What I didn't know was my dad told the guys to remove the tree. My husband's aunt came by and saw the tree cut down and started to cry. She refused to talk to my dad or me. When my husband came home he found a 30 day notice on our door terminating our lease. He tried to call his aunt and she didn't answer the phone. He then called my mother-in-law and she went to talk to our aunt. Later, I got several messages calling me a jerk for cutting down the aunt's late husband's tree. I had no idea he planted the tree. Now my husband and his whole family are really angry at me. I never told them to remove the tree. I feel like I'm being thrown under the bus here. Am I the jerk here? The only reason I think OP is really the jerk here is because I feel like their reaction to their dad going and just going rogue and doing this work was very, very minimal. Like, I feel like OP should have laid into them. And then also, with all of that work going on, why didn't OP even hang around? Especially considering it was something their dad was doing, I feel like OP should have been obligated to watch everything and make sure it was done well enough. Also, they didn't listen to OP's husband when he said no. Even if it would have cost more money, they probably should have just gone back to the way it was. That's what the aunt was asking for. She never consented to any of it. Also, tree law is not an insignificant thing. 
there can be a legitimate lawsuit here. Our next story is from Superb Prior 1641. Am I the jerk because I made my parents homeless for getting rid of my dog? I, female 27, lived with my parents until last week. I have a dog that I love. She's been my best friend since I graduated university. I'm not very social and I prefer her company to most people I know. I've had boyfriends and even a short relationship that ended amicably. I'm just not really interested in much beyond my work and my dog. My parents think that this is a shortcoming, but I do not. My brother also lives with us. He's in high school and he doesn't pay rent. I pay about 50% of everything in the house, including groceries. It's about the same as rent would cost, and I get the basement suite. It isn't a legal suite in the sense that it could be rented, but it's fine for a family member. It's because of building codes and stuff. It would cost a bunch of money to make it suitable for a renter. So my mom decided that the reason I'm not actively looking for a husband is because my dog takes too much of my attention. My pup has some health problems, but nothing I can't afford, and nothing that affects her quality of life. So my mom gave her away while I was at work. I came home and she was gone along with all of her stuff, her toys, her leash, everything. I lost it on my mom. I told her if she didn't tell me where my dog was, I was calling the cops and saying that they had stolen my dog and having her charged. I went to the place where my dog was and got my dog back. I then went back to my parents' house and packed all my stuff that was important to me and went to a friend's house. My dad's been calling and texting me asking about money for October. I told him he should have thought about that when he allowed a crazy person to steal from me. Since my dad lost his job because of the current world disease, they can't afford all the household bills without my help. My dad says that they'll be out of money in three months without me. I don't trust them anymore. My family thinks that I'm the jerk for caring more about my dog than I do about them. To answer some questions, I know will come up. Yes, I am on the spectrum. I may also lean towards Ace, even though I have enjoyed you know what with men before. Am I the jerk? To me, someone's dog is family. That's honestly how much I care about my dogs, so for somebody like OP's parents to take their dog and take them to a shelter or something, to me it would be like taking one of your own children and just throwing them away, telling you to get over it and get out into the dating pool. OP is definitely not the jerk, and I agree with OP, I couldn't trust living around people like that who go and take your dog and just give them away behind your back. This next story is from AITA Locked Lock. Am I the jerk for not opening my room door to my stepsister when we were alone? I'm 16-year-old male. My stepsister, 14-year-old female, stepmom's child, suffered something traumatic six months ago, and she's now afraid of being alone. She's attending therapy and everything. We've never been close, and since I don't spend much time at my dad's, because my school's closer to my mom's, not because we don't want to be together, then we don't interact much. We would fight sometimes though because she's always been prone to go into my room and take my things or just spend time there, I don't know why, even when she knew she's not allowed. For this, my dad allowed me to install a lock on my door and only he and I have the keys for it. Well, ever since that happened to her, she's begun to go into my room at random times, usually when both our parents leave for something and we're left alone, and do small talk or she sits on my stuff. It's rather uncomfortable for me. I'm trying to be sympathetic for her, but as I said, we've never been close, and to be honest, 
I'm not used to people just coming to my room and trying to spend time with me as I'm an only child. Plus, she still enters as she pleases and doesn't knock. Two or three weeks ago, she began to enter again, sit on my puff, and after a few minutes, she starts to sob. I asked what's wrong a few times, but she doesn't answer and I basically have to leave my own room until she finishes. Then she acts like nothing happened. I told my dad about this and he told my stepmom and my stepsister's therapist. My dad promised he'd talk to her too and while this didn't happen as often, it still happened and I was growing tired. So I just started to lock it. She tried to open it a few times and then knock. I would ask if she needs something, and if she says no or doesn't answer, I say I'm busy. Then, a few hours ago, our parents went for food, and she came to my room knocking and trying the door. I asked again if she needed something and said no, and again, I said I was busy, and yes, I was. Then she asked me to please let her in, but to be honest, I was really tired and I didn't want to have her there sitting and sobbing, so I said no. When our parents came back, they saw her sitting outside my room, and my stepmom called me the biggest jerk because I should care more for her and that if she knocks, I have to open the door for her always. It made me sad because I'm not being rude or anything, and my dad asked me to go to my room for the rest of the night and that he'll bring me food over. I feel bad for the girl because she's clearly going through some stuff and dealing with some stuff, but it's not OP's responsibility to be that crutch when the parents go out, and I think it's unfair to saddle OP with that extra responsibility. I think OP's not the jerk, and it's concerning that the dad's not sticking up for him. Our next story is from Environmental Goal 943 Am I the jerk for going topless at a nude beach in front of friends? I was invited to a three-day vacation with three of my girlfriends and their husbands, plus two of the husband's single guy friends. On the last day, we were exploring the city and came upon a beach. It looked nice and fun, so we hung out there for a while, before stumbling on an adults-only nude section of it. There weren't many people overall, but I did see a few other women in the distance without tops on, so I felt it was clear to take mine off as well. It was great. Nobody else joined me, though. We all continued to talk and joke in a circle for a while, and I thought we were all having a really fun time. Then one of my friends said she felt sick, so we left abruptly early and our conversation on the way back was basically uncomfortably silent, with the exception of low talking that I wasn't part of, and some of the guys goofing around. Later that night at the main room, I find myself avoided by almost everyone until I'm confronted like it's an intervention by the three girls about how inappropriate it was for me to expose myself in front of their husbands. I was shocked and told them I didn't mean anything by it, They said, isn't it obvious that you don't just go naked in front of your friend's husbands? And were like, notice how you were the only one and you didn't wonder why? This exploded into a further argument with me calling them insecure about their relationships until it culminated eventually into them all saying they don't trust me to be part of their friend group anymore. All I thought I was doing was enjoying myself at a beach, not exposing myself to their husbands. Am I the jerk? I think OP is the jerk in this situation because this wasn't like a predetermined thing and from the way OP is describing the situation, it's not like they proposed the question, like hey should we join in, they just kind of went and did it in front of people that they know and I think whether or not you stumbled upon a nude beach or not, it's just kind of the thing you clear with people before you go and do that. Don't get me wrong, everybody has the right to do whatever they want with their clothing 
But from the way this was described, it wasn't like something that they were intentionally going for, they stumbled across it. What do you guys think? Am I wrong here? Was Opie not the jerk? This next story is from Gifted Older Brother. Am I the jerk for causing a scene on my father's birthday by telling my elderly parents that my brother isn't special because he was gifted as a child or changed the fact that he's doing nothing with his life? I'm 38-year-old male. My brother, 40-year-old male, Alex, was a gifted child. He believed that he was above others because he got good grades without studying. Our parents enabled it and always told him he was special. The school often requested parent meetings to explain that Alex was being rude to others' kids. They would come home and say how the school was jealous of Alex, since he was so much smarter than regular kids. Alex cruised through elementary, middle, and high school, but he crashed and burned in college because then he couldn't ace an exam by skimming the textbook once. None of the other students wanted to work with him or invite him to study groups because of his bad attitude. Alex barely graduated. Alex is unable to keep a job because he cannot work with others and wants everything his own way. He lives with our parents who handle all his adult responsibilities and tell him the world is wrong because he's special and average people just can't understand his problems. I can't deal with Alex most days and I only visit my parents on special occasions like last week. Last week was my father's birthday. I, my wife and stepdaughter, 13 year old female, Christina, came to their house for dinner. Christina is a great kid and my wife and I are both extremely proud of her. We just finished dinner and were talking at the table, so Christina went to the den to practice her lines. She was cast as Ophelia in her school's production of Hamlet. Alex asked where Christina went and I explained that she was practicing for her school play. Alex started saying theater was useless and it was just for obnoxious people who aren't of a high intellectual standing like him. I told Alex he was out of line and to drop it. Alex responded that, hey, I know she'll never be as smart as me, but she can at least do something useful with her time. I told Alex to shut the heck up and he would know a lot about being useless because at 40 he's living off our parents like a baby. My parents tried to scold me while insisting Alex is exceptional and other people don't understand him. I told them that Alex isn't special nor exceptional just because he was a gifted child and he has no right to attack Christina's passion, especially when he's doing nothing with his life. My wife and I got Christina from the den and left. I've been getting non-stop calls and texts from the rest of the family telling me what an immature jerk I was. They're saying how Christina couldn't even hear what Alex was saying from the den, but I had to cause a scene on my father's birthday and give my elderly parents stress by calling Alex useless and arguing with them. They said that they don't approve of Alex living with my parents, but their lives are their choice and I should have shown sympathy because I know it can be hard with Alex. I won't apologize for defending Christina, but my family's making me worry that I did it the wrong way. I think OP is definitely not the jerk and I think what they said is very in line and fair. Alex had no room to say any of those things about Christina, Christina's passions, or anybody's life choices really. And our final story of the day is from OK Awareness 2828 Am I the jerk for refusing my coworker's apology and being nasty back? I have ADHD and autism. I've been with my job for 12 years. In July 2021, the company hired four new people, Tom, Jamie, Alana, Deanna, fake names, to make the team that I work on. Unfortunately, none of the new people on my team are very nice to me because I'm odd. The only person who's ever kind to me is the new manager of our team. 
The new people started holding potluck meals. The first time, I found out after the fact, while they were eating without me. I asked them to let me know the next time and I would bake something. The second time it happened, they said it was an oversight. Oops. By the third time, I got the hint. I wasn't welcome. I was hurt, but I let it go and did my job. Our new manager asked why I never participate in the team potluck. I told her the truth. I'm never invited. But she swore Alana texted me. I told her none of them ever contact me except for essentials by email only. And they make it a point to avoid me. When my manager confronted the group, they lied and swore they asked me but weren't able to produce the promised text. My manager and boss decided to no longer permit potlucks on company property. The next day, they cornered me in the break room when I went to eat lunch and began to shout at me for ruining their lunches. I ended up having a meltdown. I told them I didn't ask our manager to do anything about it. That our manager said they called it a team lunch, that I was a part of the team too, and she was bothered that I was excluded and took it upon herself to do something about it. I said that I knew I was weird and that that was why they didn't like me. I told them that I have ADHD and I'm autistic and I'm doing the best I can to fit in, but I'm not stupid. I know I'm always being left out on purpose and lied to and about, and that it hurts to never feel like I fit in or matter to anyone. By the end, I was sobbing myself sick, and my mom had to pick me up early because I was panicking so badly. I found out later my coworkers were put on administrative leave without pay and forced to go to sensitivity training before they could come back to work. A few days later, Tom approached me to apologize and said his nephew was autistic too, and he should have realized and done better. I asked him, if someone treated your nephew the way you treated me for over a year and only apologized after getting caught and punished for it, what would you tell your nephew to do? Would you tell him to accept that apology? He quietly admitted he wouldn't that he would tell his nephew to tell them to go freak themselves. I told him to go tell him that, get back to work, and leave me alone. No one else even tried after that. My manager's now saying I overreacted and should just accept the apology and give them another chance to keep the peace. My job coach says I should apologize too, but I really don't want to. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here, and I think if you want to keep the peace, then yeah, you can accept it. But I think considering everything and how OP was treated and cornered and accused, they don't owe it to anyone to accept any of their apologies. Listen, I think as long as OP isn't going around and treating everybody else badly, like being aggressive with them, calling them names, like if they're staying strictly professional, then yeah, I don't think OP owes them anything else beyond that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 